What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. I, I, I believe maybe episode 13 or 14. We've kind of lost track. We've been uh, really picking up, I guess, the episodes after once the cowgirl season ended. But yeah, another episode, uh, r- really shorter one this week. We'll just recap the UCL draw. But Jacob, good to see you, man. How's it going? You too. Uh, doing well. Got a lot of women's basketball and other sports to definitely uh, keep me busy. So (laughs) never, never a dull moment. No, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing I I love about this time of year is, you know, with with school, I guess, coming to an end with break, you know, you're, you're not, you're, you're free. You have a lot of free time, but, and then with that, the great side is, you know, you, you, for us sports fans, you, it's, it's like, it's, like a kid in a candy store because you, you know, you have all these games that you can watch and it's really broad. I mean, you can go soccer, you could go, you know, women's basketball, whatever. In fact, uh, the NFL this weekend having games on Saturday, which is always a, always a fun time too, especially with college football there. But yeah, a, a much shorter episode, like I mentioned, it, it's so weird because I know we talked last week, you said, Oh, you know, there's going to be a break, big break between the group stages of UCL and of the Champions League and uh, the Europa League. But I didn't really realize that this break is, I mean, it's legit. You yeah. Know, they're, they're not playing until I think the earliest match will be February 16th. But, um, yeah. yeah, so so they had they, the the UEFA, they, they had the draw. So, so they drew the uh, round of 16 fixtures. I, um you know, we'll go through it all, I guess. But but the first fixture, well, there's two that'll start on February 16th. RB Leipzig versus Liverpool. And the, now, in terms of, you know, UCL, the, the huge draw is just the, te- you know, the super clubs and the super players. And, and this one is probably the biggest headliner in terms of that. Uh, Barcelona versus Paris. Yeah, I, both both those are going to be competitive. I mean, I guess oh, at this absolutely. point in the in the Champions League, they're all going to be competitive enough where you can't just pick a winner from the beginning and sure usually be right. But I will say, I so I kind of think PSG is in a good is in a better spot than a normal year because. I feel like this Barcelona team is a little more sketchy to me. Mm-hmm. I don't see them going as far in the in this tournament as I think they're used to. And sure. with what PSG did last year, making it all the way to the final, I don't see them just kind of bottoming bottoming out this early. And so I kind of I kind of favor PSG. I think it's going to be a great matchup because, man, you know they've had so many great great ties that they've had to go and play you know that huge Barcelona comeback maybe the biggest comeback of all time yeah within the Champions League a few years ago and it was against PSG so Mm -hmm. that's it's always something worth watching even even when it doesn't seem like it's going to be so that one's definitely got my attention now the Leipzig Leipzig Liverpool one's a little more weird to me because yeah I don't know what Leipzig will see. Yeah. If we don't see a great Leipzig, 
then I don't think that's going to be a really competitive tie. I think sure. Liverpool will win that pretty convincingly. But if Leipzig plays anything like they did in the group stage, we've got – They played well. They really did. Yeah, we've got a, a really intriguing matchup there as well. So sure. that's my early impressions from both of those draws. I I certainly think that's one of your more entertaining match days. Absolutely. Well – yeah, that, that's something I wanted to point out just about Leipzig. You know, right off the bat, people, you know, who maybe aren't too familiar with Bundesliga or even, you know, some of those clubs, people think Leipzig, you, you don't really recognize them as, as maybe a top club. But if you look at the Bundesliga table right now, RB Leipzig is, in, RB Leipzig is tied with Bayern München for second and third. For They're third, 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 third at the table. And, of course, with that, I mean, it's – Early, it's early on in the season. Only twelve matches have been played, but you know, of course, over time the standings start start, start to uh, even out a little bit. But yeah, that you have that to me. That's interesting. RB Leipzig, their team definitely on the rise. But Liverpool, man, they're 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 definitely in good hands. In fact, just a few minutes ago, I think maybe. Less than an hour ago, Jurgen Klopp was announced the 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 yearly FIFA the best awards, um, Jurgen Klopp FIFA Men's Coach of the Year award. So, you know, obviously well deserved for him. They're they're a great team. I mean, you you look at the stars, uh, Salah, Firmino, or you you've got you know you've got stars galore there in Liverpool. And well, the good thing is it it kind of reminds me of the the MLS playoffs of the past and the fact that they're in the fact that it's two legs you know you, it's not just one match it's you know you, you have double the soccer double the fun which, which is awesome and then moving forward now so those two matches will be played their first fixtures leg one on february 16th and february 17th porto versus juventus sevilla versus dortmund yeah so the thing is, I've I've kind of thought Porto, while while I, I respect Porto, I think mm-hmm. they're a good team. I don't think they're at the same level as a lot of these teams in the Champions League that are remaining, that sure. are still there. And so I kind of think this is a huge win for Juventus, getting this draw in the round of 16. So, I, I, I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about that one. I think Juventus probably goes through pretty can pretty easily, I would say. But I agree. You know, maybe we'll get to see some Weston McKinney. I want to see more Weston McKinney, so I can't can't complain with that um, for sure. But I think the other match, Sevilla versus Dortmund, mm-hmm. is maybe the one that I have the least idea of what's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. I have no idea which one of those teams is going to be able to win that tie and go through and. I think that's the enjoyment of watching top level soccer. You don't necessarily know who's going to win. And, you know, in this case, you can't even really predict who's going to win because I think both those teams are pretty similar in terms of level. And that's certainly what you want always. And, you know, I mean, Chelsea and Sevilla were in the same group in the group stage. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I personally thought, when I saw that group, when it was first drawn, I was like, oh, they got mm-hmm. Sevilla. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they lived up to the billing. 
Sure. And Dortmund, of course, every time you get Dortmund in, in a group, they're, they're going to have that same sort of feel to them. Like, oh, we got Dortmund. You know, that's mm-hmm. not necessarily something everybody's hoping and praying on. So, sure. yeah, I, I certainly think that'll be an int- intriguing matchup for sure. I don't know if, do you think, do you have any favorite that you think out of that one? Well, n- not necessarily for the Dortmund Sevilla. It, it, you know, like you, that's, I mean, that's the good thing about these knockout ra- stages in these cups, you know, kind of the playoff type. You really, uh, never know it that that's the intrigue that's the fun of it all but kind of going back to what you said about uh, Porto you, you know you hear athletes all the time especially in tournaments saying oh uh, you, you ask them about their bracket you know they say oh man the bracket you know oh man uh, oh uh, oh man we got uh, we got a great draw you know the, the draw is really favorable and that's you know that that's the case that's what Juventus is thinking right now I, I, I agree with you completely. I think they'll move on pretty easily there. Um, moving on, uh, this is the, I guess, the the next week, the first fixtures of the second week, Lazio versus Bayern, and then, and then Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. That, in my opinion, that'll be fun. That will be fun. Thoughts? This is an absolute disaster yeah. for all the Chelsea fans out oh, there. Oh, sure. That is the one team, Yeah. as a Chelsea fan, you do not want to see somebody of that caliber in the round of 16. Mm-hmm. And to get that draw, that's just, oh, that's, that's a tough. killer. So, I, I mean, I, as a Chelsea person, I, mm-hmm. I hope and pray that they can get out of that. But that's definitely, I would say, the toughest of the, of the draws. I mean, that's like the last person, the last team that I would have preferred out of all the teams that finished second in their groups. Sure. So. Yeah, that that's very true. Um, very true. And, and well, I, I guess going back to, you know, Lazio, Bayern, um, I, I, I'd agree with you. Kind of, it's, I feel like it's kind of the same thing with Porto Juventus. I, I feel like, you know, Lazio, they got a tough draw, Bayern, you know, they're Bayern Munchen, for goodness sakes. I mean, they are, they're one of the model clubs. And I think, you know, I think they'll kind of move on very easily as well. Uh, yeah. At Atletico, Chelsea, dude, uh, that, so with the group stage, uh, uh, the group stage, Atletico Madrid was a fun team to watch in the group stage. I mean, they're, you, you, you heard the commentators talk about, you know, there's a reason why one of their best, they do have one of the best defenses in the world. And then going up against Chelsea, you've got teams with, you know, good strikers, uh, Pulisic, you know, who at, at this point, he, he's still, I mean, his, his status, you, you know, he, he's been kind of on and off with injuries. No one really knows for sure what they're going to get with Christian Pulisic. I mean, maybe he'll come out and, you know, you know, be, be what he's been known, just prolific or maybe, you know, maybe he'll uh, underwhelm. So, you know, that, like we talk about so much, there's, you know, that's that's why people play the matches. You know, teams play to win the game. There, there needs to be a winner and a loser. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, do you, do you have any thoughts on uh, uh, Lazio Bayern? Yeah. Um, my original impression were was basically unless Bayern draws somebody that 
has proven themselves in this competition, mm-hmm. I think Bayern's going to go through with ease. Mm-hmm. I just think Bayern's probably the best team out there. Sure. They don't really have a real comparison. So looking at it, I kind of feel sorry for Lazio because, you know, they haven't, they're not a, a usual, they don't, they're not this far in a tournament usually. So to go up against arguably their favorite to win the entire tournament, mm-hmm. they've got their work cut out for them. And, you know, I, I, I mean, the main thing I can say is that I, I think Bayern's going to win this pretty convincingly. I, I don't agree. think it's going to really be very competitive. I agree. So moving on to the last, I guess, the last pair of the matches. Now, to me, this is one that jumps out. Uh, Borussia, uh, Borussia, go ahead, because you... you Boots and Gladbach? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Borussia, Borussia, I'll just call him Borussia. Well, it's tough because you have Borussia Dortmund as well versus Man City. And and to me, it, it's interesting. I, I guess you, you, you look at their, you look at their standings in the table of their respective leagues. They're both actually eighth in their respect uh, EPL and Bundesliga. But you know, you know, th- these are two teams. Uh, Borussia, Borussia, uh, Muchen Gladbach. They 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 played they played well in the group stage. Yeah, and I think they had arguably the most sketchy group to get out of sure and they played extremely when they earned their way out of that out of that um tough spot so for that i i think yeah you know that's not an easy draw by Mm -hmm. any stretch but they've played as tough as that in the entire group stage Mm -hmm. so i'm not necessarily counting them out right away but i do think manchester city is probably still going to be the favorite to come out of that out of that you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. anything can happen. That's that's why that's why they have to watch and play the games. Sure. You know, because anything can happen. But the one thing that really stood out to me, there's four Bundesliga teams in the round of 16. Yeah. So if anybody's questioning how good the Bundesliga is, you probably need to stop because Yeah, be, yeah, in, in my opinion, the in my opinion, the Bundesliga might be the next. Next, I might get, catch some flack for this, but next to EPL, I think it's probably one one of the top leagues. Yeah, I mean, so I'm just looking at looking at the groups. Mm-hmm. EPL has Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester City, so they only have three. Mm-hmm. Sure. The La Liga has. Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Sevilla, mm-hmm. and Barcelona. So there's four. Yeah. And then Bundesliga has Leipzig, Dortmund, Bayern, and um, Muchen Gladbach. Sure. So they have four. And then Serie A has Juventus, Lazio, Atalanta, which we'll talk, to, uh, talk about sure. in a moment. And that's it. So they only have three. So in terms of if we're just measuring the, the leagues based on mm-hmm. how many teams they put into the knockout stage of the Champions League, the Bundesliga and La Liga would be your two top um, leagues overall. Now, sure. how many of those Bundesliga teams 
are considered legitimate contenders. Yeah. Versus how many are in La Liga that are legitimate contenders and how many are in the Premier League. I, you can make an argument that not all of those Bundesliga teams are really considered a team that could win the entire tournament. Sure. I, I happen to think that, I mean, Bayern probably will win the tournament. And if Dortmund made it to the semifinal, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, that wouldn't just blow me away with how shocking that is. But, you know, I'm looking at the Premier League teams and I go, Liverpool, probably, I mean, they're always going to be in contention. In Chelsea, they're going to be competitive, but I don't know if I can say Chelsea is a legitimate team that's going to be competing for the whole tournament. I don't know if I can say that just because I need to see more consistency out of Chelsea before I can go that far. But Mm -hmm. all things considered, I mean, it's, it's hard to say what league I think would be best. Probably La Liga, probably just because Mm -hmm. Barcelona's historically always competing. Real Madrid is historically always competing and Atletico is a team that could knock anybody out at any given time. So I'll probably give them the edge on that, but yeah, that's, there's some pretty interesting uh, league meshes in this where Mm -hmm. they're, you're seeing a lot more top, top five leagues um, group like teams playing in the, in the Mm -hmm. knockout stage. So I guess this didn't have a whole lot of shocks in the group stage, I kind of felt wow. like it did, but now looking kind of at it uh, at this point, it kind of looks like there wasn't a whole lot of shocks. Sure. You know? No, I, yeah, uh, I agree completely. And speaking of Atalanta, uh, I, I guess, you know, we'll close out with, with your thoughts on that. Uh, Atalanta, or I guess the final pairing, Atalanta versus Real Madrid. So with Atalanta, they're, they're not a team that I have seen as much as a lot of these teams. Mm-hmm. I do have a lot of respect for Atalanta as of what they've done recently. Mm-hmm. I thought they've, this has been a pretty good stretch of form for them over the last arguably two years now. I and agree. I, I think they're one of those teams that they're kind of dangerous if you're not expecting it, you know, yeah. they're come to play because if you don't come to play, they could be a dangerous team. And yeah. unfortunately for them, they, they're running into Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, Real That's... Madrid could not come ready to play right away and I think would still be fine. Mm-hmm. I, I think they'd be able to weather the storm. But, you know, I, I do think if Atalanta plays a, as good a, a form as they've played at, mm-hmm. You know, it's certainly worth watching on TV. It's it's going to be more entertaining than the Manchester City Mooch and Gladback game, I would think. You know, mm-hmm. but I think that's more because I I don't I, I have less confidence in Mooch and Gladback mm-hmm. than I do in Atlanta. Yeah. So well, 
I think that's my reasoning behind that. But sure. Well, I, I was just gonna say, uh, speaking of Atalanta, I mean, in recent form, yeah, they're you you look at the you look at the Serie A table. They're they're eighth with twenty two points. But once again, I mean, early on in the season, there's still so much. In I mean, Milan as they're at the top or uh, Milan's at the top with 28 points. Atalanta's at eighth with 18. So there's not, there's only 10 points in eight spots. And then actually yesterday, yesterday in league play, Atalanta drew Juventus uh, one all. So, you know, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Atalanta honestly is a team that I think can hang around with just about anyone. And their style of play is really contrasting to what a lot of these top tier teams do. Mm-hmm. They play, they play a lot more workhorse like in my mind. It's they like they, they play with a lot more energy all the time. I I'm honestly shocked. They don't burn out near the end of games, but you know, they've it's proven to work for them in the past. And mm-hmm. it, that's what you need to do you need, at, when you're playing in this kind of competition is do what works. You know, yeah. don't try anything new, especially in a knockout stage. You try something new in the, in the knockouts, you're kind of asking for it. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, already guys. Where I'm at. Yeah. So, yeah, is there, well, I guess closing out, is there anything you'd like to add? Well, this isn't, this isn't Champions League related, okay. but sure. I watched, I watched the Liverpool Tottenham game yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, I found it absolutely hilarious that they, the the people that were working at the ground, mm-hmm. they they let in about, I wanted to say around two thousand something people, to watch the game live, wow. and what they did is, they had the entire stadium at their at their disposal, sure, and they stuffed them in, to this one area, like all the two thousand people. Hmm. And I kind of go, look, I understand min- minimizing your crowd because of what's going on, yeah. all the virus related stuff. I understand that. And safety first, I get it. But then don't stuff them all in the same compartment. That doesn't sure. help anybody. <laughs> you no, know, I kind of think you got the whole stadium just spread out, you know, what's, yeah. what's it really matters. So I, I kind of found it to be like, I mean, I, I like the idea of letting people into the stadium. Mm-hmm. I do like that idea. Maybe spread them out, though, Yeah. so that you're not running into the same problems. You might as well have a full stadium if you're going to stuff them into that close proximity to everybody else. That just it, – to me, it didn't, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. And, I mean, it was much more enjoyable to watch because it was – they didn't have to pump in – crowd noise and all that stuff but i do think that it it hurts your intent if you're not spreading everybody out you know what's like why why it just i i don't understand what their thought process was there so i don't know that that kind of got me to be that made me kind of wonder and question what they were doing but I thought it was more enjoyable to watch. And I mean, it was a great game. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you hadn't seen it, it was um, one, one 
and Firmino had a header just inside the box in like the 89th minute. That was oh, so it was perfectly placed That's where awesome. there's no way the goalie's going to save it. And then yeah. he had to sprint the entire length of the field to go celebrate with his um, to, with the fans because yeah. they stuffed them all on the opposite side <laughs> of the field from where the goal was. Yeah. So that was classic. really funny, but yeah, it was it was a great game and certainly one of the games I was most um, keeping in touch with. Did you keep in? Um, did you watch any games? Uh, over so, yeah. Week? Well, yeah. Yesterday I watched some. I well with ESPN Plus. I watched some uh, Bundesliga, which was good. I, I, the let me. I'm trying to think. The one that I watched yesterday. Well, I I, I didn't watch the whole match. It on on Tuesday. Uh, I on Tuesday I actually uh, on Tuesday I watched a little bit of Borussia uh, Borussia uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach and Eintracht Frankfurt. That was high score, and that was a draw three, three. And that, that was, that was some good soccer. I, I enjoyed that when I'm trying to remember, I don't remember what I watched yesterday. I, like I said, it wasn't the full match. I was just kind of, you know, uh, just kind of checking in on and off, but no, I will say that's the thing I loved about ESPN plus so far is that they've had all the, the they've had, they have, um, they have Bundesliga and I mean, they've, they, their soccer coverage has expanded. It's awesome. It, it's really great. Now, the thing is, it's kind of funny with, with all the leagues. I mean, I told you last week, I just got CBS All Access to watch Champions League. But then for EPL, like everyone, you know, there's not a whole lot of matches on regular cable anymore. They're, they're going over to streaming services. So if you're a big, uh, you know, international soccer fan, you got to have, well, I have ESPN plus for MLS because you get all the MLS matches out of market. So, you know, if you're a big soccer fan, you got to get CBS all access, Peacock and ESPN plus. So there's, you know, just a lot of, I guess, different directions there, but no, it, it, it's weird. I, I, I was kind of disappointed, like I said, to realize how long of a break that there is for the knockout stage. And it's kind of sad that Bundesliga isn't, or not Bundesliga, MLS is now over. Although, you know, expect, I will say there's going to probably be some, I know there's really been minor ones. And obviously you can't really talk too much if you're, I guess, a casual MLS fan in the sense, because there's been some transfers, there's been some trades, but, you know, like I said, kind of minor, nothing really huge, but that's something I've been kind of following lately. But well, so here's something I've kind of I kind of wonder is is there a difference between a transfer and a trade in the MLS? Uh, not well, not really. So so there's there's the trades, there's like player for a player, and then there's okay. Well, I see what you're saying. So like for a transfer, like for a single player to go overseas, I I think that's just a regular transfer. But in MLS, if you're going from like within the league, if you're going interleague. It, that's that's more of like a trade, if that makes sense. So okay, yeah, it, it's kind so of is interesting. That always player for player. Uh, you may trade draft picks or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's play for player draft picks, and then uh, and then the real this is I there's a, this huge like debacle. It, it's uh, TAM and GAM, and I still really don't know what it is, but transfer allocation money and general allocation money so you can you can trade players for money like like you'll trade a player and then 
uh, say, for example, you trade this player to Chicago, Chicago gives you, you know, $200,000 in transfer allocation money. So that's kind of really different hmm. compared to, compared to the other leagues, but no, it, it's a, it's a fun league. I, I personally enjoy it. So. Yeah. I think it's kind of interesting how it's not necessarily the same as what like overseas is, but yet yeah. they still find a way that they can, interact with the overseas leagues in the same yeah, way you I know agree. i think that's really interesting but i i guess do they i'm assuming they probably just have to do regular transfers if they're getting somebody from out of league yeah yeah so okay. and, and then that's the whole thing i'm still not totally i still have to kind of read up but then uh i, I well i think they have this in other leagues too but uh, for MLS, they have what's called the DP, which is a designated player. So a designated, like a des, a designated international player. That's like a designated international spot because you know you still have. I think you still have to have a certain amount of Americans. You still have to have a, and then and then for international, like I said, you're limited to you know I guess how many different countries can be represented on a certain team. So hmm. yeah, it's, it's interesting. Really, it it is it's fascinating stuff, but I had no idea about that at all. So yeah, yeah, no, very I, interesting. Yeah, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, keep an eye out. We'll yeah, we'll probably be back next week. Uh, we're that's the thing. We're we're, we're not huge in. Well, I'm not huge in EPL. I'm. I guess all these matches. Like okay, what I'm saying is we'll find something. We will find something to talk about next week. So stay tuned. But thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you later.